Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Master Grio Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words. Shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Welcome. Again, this is Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. This is episode four of Christmas in July, your holiday marketing guide. And our topic tonight is Time, or, or let me rephrase that our topic is to build a campaign. So, we're talking about how do you build a marketing campaign? There are nine elements to building your campaign. And so, we're going to talk about all, each, all of the steps, and we're even going to brainstorm some ideas. So, really, what I'd like you to do right now is to take the time to get ready to take notes and to write out each step. Some of the steps are things that we've gone over, and um, but, you know, the main things we want to just, you know, build on the steps to make sure that you have every element of a campaign that you structure your campaigns. So part of the purpose, the, the purpose of the your holiday marketing guide is for you to build strategic campaigns for the holiday season. Now, we're talking about fourth quarter holiday season and Christmas season because this is the height of consumer spending for North America and Europe. So this is the height of consumer spending for these regions. This is when many retailers go from being in the red into the black, ergo Black Friday. So we want to make sure that we're capitalizing on that opportunity and we're not leaving money on the table by not being prepared. And the competition is just gets tougher and tougher because of the access to information that the consumer has. There's so much more competition. Well, you know what, the competition may not necessarily be more or less, but the competition is more prevalent. They can find your competition. They can see your competition. They can go on the Internet, compare prices, um, you know, see who has deals. And so it's really about who gets in front of the consumer, who builds their trust, and who is in their mind when they're ready to shop. And also with the holiday season, especially the Christmas season, that's the season many people plan. There are a lot of last-minute shopping and gifts, but many people plan their shopping. Starting in September, they're going to be counting how many paychecks until Christmas. They're going to decide how much they're going to spend on each paycheck toward, and they're going to plan out their spending, their shopping. They're going to look for all of those deals and everything. 
So what you want to make sure of, and our purpose here is to make sure that you have your product or service in front of the consumer when they start browsing. And I don't care what the calendar says, Christmas starts in September. People begin their shopping and browsing for Christmas in September. So you need to have your campaigns ready. Ergo, our Christmas in July. Now, just to say a little bit about that, I know you're seeing a whole bunch of Christmas in July deals and all of that. This is not what this is about. I'm really not, I don't think you really should be having a Christmas in July special. You know, Amazon is doing it and they're making, you know, they're they're making out well with their prime on that. But it's not, I would not say it's an overall strategy, especially as a small business and micro enterprise. We're not going to really gain too much from this. People are not going to be breaking their net for, quote, unquote, Christmas shopping, but they are thinking about back to school. So to be honest, Christmas in July really is just back to school and getting prepared for the fall season. So people may take advantage of that. But they're still in there on their vacations and all, and they know they're going to be doing back to school shopping. And, you know, many people are doing it in July, late in July, and August, so it just depends on when your students or your children are going back to school. So there's always a season. There are always holidays to capitalize off of. And the good thing about the strategy, when we put your strategy in place, it is definitely capitalized off the height of consumer spending, but you use this mythologies throughout the year. So this is really just setting you up. When you visit, now you're aligned and you have your mythology and your structures to go throughout the year so that you are capitalizing off of various holidays that are relevant to you and that you just have yourself in line to capitalize off of opportunities that are relevant to you and your industry. So um, there, you know, the holiday season can fall for at different times for different industries. And um, that's one thing you do need to know. What is your industry? You also need to know deadlines. These are some things that really weren't mentioned um, in the other shows and probably won't be before. So while we're mentioning campaigns, what's important for you to know as far as fulfillment and inventory, you need to know what your provider deadlines are. If you if you need items printed, understand the height of the print season is now. It's July through October. They are mad busy because people are getting calendars ready for the new year. And it used to be people had the calendars by November. Now people are having the calendars ready by as early as September. And um, I sell calendars, and my suppliers now are definitely by September the the you may not be able to order in September. You can pre-order though, so they have the line is ready. You know what you know what calendars are going to be sold. They have specials in September, and you had an opportunity to pre-order, which means instead of, I don't we no longer have to wait till November for those calendars. Those calendars are in by October, so it's really important if you need things printed to know that because the printers are super busy. So. What may have taken in April, what may the time it 
has taken may take to get a job done may be longer now in July through October because it is the printer's busy season. So you need to account for all of those things when you're planning. Your inventory is really important. Where are you getting your inventory from? What are the specials going on? Right now with um, part of Longevity, and they do a Christmas in July special. So they have all of these sales. That is for us a good time to stock up on inventory for less. So for the holidays, you know, you know there's going to be Christmas in July. You're going to have all these specials for the summer. Stock up on inventory so you have you can get more for less. And you use this inventory for because you're building for the holiday season. So these are just various things you really need to know about your um, suppliers, your providers, setting up e-commerce. You really want to get it together this summer because you want your stores to be in line by September. So when people are looking around, you don't want your store to be clunky when they're looking around, even if they do not buy. For them to feel comfortable enough to come back to shop, they have to feel safe and secure and that your shop can handle what they need and they're purchasing. So you want to work out all your kinks in your e-commerce store if you're just building. You want to work those kinks out now. And we have some I have some great referrals for you. You want to make sure you download your workbook. So since we're here on Internet Radio, open up another window and go to smart, S-A-M-A-S-M-A-R-T, U-R-L, and that's smarturlurl.it. So that's smarturl.it forward slash get your free workbook. Smarturl.it forward slash get your free workbook. And each Word is capitalized at the beginning. So uppercase G, uppercase Y, uppercase S, and uppercase W. I'm not sure if it is sensitive to capitalization, but just in case, just do that. So go get your free workbook. Um, You sign up for it, and as soon as you sign up for it, once you're finished, You'll get a confirmation email, and then you'll go right to the workbook page. And when you see the workbook, it's not just for you to look at. Look to your right. Make sure you see to your right. You'll see a blue download button. Just click the download button, and you can download the PDF. That way you can save it to your own hard drive and use it. It's fillable form. So go to the workbook part. In this section, we're on episode four. We're talking about building a campaign. You go to that section, and you can just type right, type your notes directly in and just keep saving your um, workbook. So I've, we've given a lot of background. So what we're going to start with, we're going to just take a little polymath break. I'm always about supporting and supporting our own. So polymath, you can just go to anthonystewart.bandcamp.com. Oh, wow, it's not, it's, oh, I forget. The link will be in the description because it's um, 
The single is Polymath, but it's part of an album. So the Bandcamp URL is the album's name. But I don't quite remember what it is. But of course you can go to Bandcamp, that's B-A-N-D-C-A-M-P, dot com. Go to Bandcamp.com and just search for Polymath, P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H. We're going to take a Polymath Minute, and then we'll be right back to start with the steps of building our campaign. So we will take our Polymath Minute. Okay. Ready? Taylor Adams, and I'm your host of this moment in time. If you have any questions, you can call in to 646-716-7994. We're talking to Build a Campaign. This is Episode 4 of Christmas in July, your 2017 Holiday Marketing Guide. And we're talking about how do you build a marketing campaign. So, again, I stated there were nine steps to building your campaign. So, first, you pick your target audience. And we have discussed this. Last week, we spoke on Know Thy Audience. And so, that was episode two. It was about Know Your Audience. You have to know your audience. So, at this point in time, we're saying those that part is done. And then, also last week, because know that audience was two weeks ago, but last week we spoke on your your agaswa, and that's like your ag your agaswa, you know, it's like almost swag with an a, swagger spelled backwards. But that is your audience, your goals, analytics, your strategies, and your website. These are the five cornerstones of building a winning holiday marketing strategy. These are the five cornerstones that I present. So building your campaign, that's where your strategy is. This is where all your strategy comes in. 
So first thing we stated, you have to pick your target audience. That we're going to do. We've done already. Set your goals. What are your goals? So now, again, we spoke on that. You need to set clear, concise, numeric goals. You need to quantify what you want to happen, whatever you expect, whatever your goals are. You need to set your your goals because this is going to help you determine, you know, what did you get your return on investments? You need to be able to measure your activity, your spending. You need to measure all that. Am I really in profit mode? And how much profit did I make? And we go back and evaluate what worked, what didn't. And that's where those analytics come comes back in. You want to look at what what did I do last year? Even if you didn't do a quote-unquote holiday campaign, what did you do fourth quarter last year? Where were you spending your money? What ads did you run? I want if you did any Facebook advertising, any YouTube advertising, they really give great deep analytics. Go back and look at your analytics. Go to your ad on Facebook in your ad section. Click on where the ad is. And then once you click onto that ad, you can look to your right and you'll see a column that gives you the breakdown. You click onto the breakdown, it's going to break down your the response to your ad by age, gender, um, location. There are just so many breakdowns. So you can see who actually did click on, who liked and who didn't like, what did they like and what didn't they like. This way you can discover all that information in your analytics. So this is, okay, this is what happened last year. This is what I want to happen this year. Now, what your strategies are going to do help you get from point A to point B. So the first thing you need to do, again, we said pick your audience, and if you're following this methodology, you've done it by now. Then you have to set your goals. And in that, look at your analytics to help you set your goals. So now we're at the part, determine your offer. What are you going to offer? And you have to be specific. You may have several different offers. You know, each campaign, you're going to have several campaigns. It's not going to just be one. But what are you going to offer? Am I going to offer a discount? Am I going to offer a free free something? Am I going to offer, you know, well, BOGO is a type of discount. Am I going to have... Um, Offer some uh, something special or something exclusive, like when you purchase, like makeup. When you purchase, you know, so much in this, you will get an exclusive free gift. What are you going to offer? So this is what you know. You have discounts. You can offer downloads if it's a service or product. Um, entry to an upcoming event you know, discount or an exclusive event for certain persons. Now, when we're talking about this, of what we're going to offer, I want you to realize and understand retail is changing. While there, and I know everybody knows about the big box stores that are closing, but at the same time there are big box brands that are opening retail locations. 
the transition in retail is retail is no is moving away from just being a distribution point. Basically, that's where retail stores were. They were, you know, a distribution point, a place where you came and products were, you know, distributed to you. Now, also, retail, you know, was is was experience is experience because you know you have your whole merchandising, you have a look depending on um, you know what type of establishment you have. You know, high quality department stores. There's all generally someone there. They come over. How can I help you? To help you shop. You go in if women buying bras and things. There's somebody to fit you for a bra. Um, that's where most women first time they get fitted for bras in a department store, and that's not there's no fee. They'll fit you for a bra. They'll educate you. They're there to provide certain services. So that's part of the experience. And retail is moving more to that experience than the focus on the product and distribution. It's about experiencing the product and community. So. I want you to think about that as you build your strategy. How do I create an experience, whether it's online, offline, if you're doing events? How do I make this more than, you know, okay, it's just a party, everybody come to a party. How do I make this an engaging, interactive event around whatever? Now, just say there, um, it's called Inner Circles Group here in the Philadelphia region. And they've been doing events for years. And again, you know, the name itself, it speaks to a type of experience. It's the Inner Circle. So, you have the Inner Circle, and so it makes, you know, some level you feel of exclusivity. Then the other thing that they began, um, which is common now, but they have different things going on in various rooms, and they they really started that trend in this area. So one room may be slow music, one may, room may be dance, one room may, you know, with DJs, one room is a live band, and then there could be a chill-out room. So there are like, different rooms for different experiences. And like I said, at this point, this is really common. But now, say if you are that inner circle, you're giving your regular holiday event, how do you make it more of an experience? One I think where a lot of people lose and all is in decor. They just rely on a decor to place. And if the place has a nice decor, that can be great. But in those spaces and all, you really need to work out the decor to experience. If it's the holiday, make sure you have holiday things up. Make sure you have, if it's a winter what make it a winter wonderland. Invest in that look and that feel. Um the opportunity again I always love when people are waiting on you. You know, get a group. You know, how are you doing? Where are you going? Who invited you? How you know, even if it's people when they come into that room, that will help them out, help them, you know, help people navigate. There's all these people just standing around, not quite sure what to do. You know, they had the crew there to help make sure they get them involved. There's people kind of standing on the wall, kind of, get them to dancing, get them to moving, get them to engage in the experience. 
you definitely, definitely want the picture taking at these events. So you want to have that spot. Um, now, definitely people have with the step and repeat, people go get their picture taken, go get their picture taken, great. But there's also, too, where people have the events and the photographer goes around and just snap pictures, and then as you come to a point, you can see pictures of yourself and you can order them, just like when you're on a cruise ship, when you go on the ships, take, you know, these are great things that have experience and that people pay for. Then as a business to offset your cost, if you are in a circle and you get several hundred people coming out, why aren't you engaging brands in that experience? Why aren't you allowing brands to be part of that, that they can advertise or do sponsorships to offset your cost? And you can, you know, look for brands and all and activation that you incorporate in the experience. So not people just saying, here, test this, not just product sampling, here, test this, try this. I mean, though a food product sampling is not bad to have that, but we're, um, say if it's Coors Light, have Coors set up a special challenge or something, you know, where they may do a bar special, something that is just set up for, um, you know, people can taste, you know, if it's the suds, if who has the best suds face or who has the best this, just, it could be various different things. And this is what you would work out with the brand. But bring your brand and your, your sponsors on to be help create an experience. And then when they're, like, saying community, say you have a retail front. Or if you're online, say if you're online and you sell books online, but you know a local around you clothing store, boutique, maybe a small shop or something, why not go to them and talk about, hey, let's do a collaborative. Let's rent some screens. We can run my website. And even if you and if they have a website where people can look at their website, order offline, but hey, let's come and do some things. What if we do an in-store experience every so day? You can come in. I'll have an author come out. We can do a reading or do a coffee table. Get a coffee table book, send it out where you know you may get actors come out, spoken word, or make people orators come out and read from that. And where's the moment? You have your two chairs, your table with your book, and people can read. And, and it's also a reason for people then to come into the establishment to create foot traffic. You're advertising your books, and if they want the books, again, they they can go online and order the books. And make sure that you, you're doing it right there. Make sure you're calling on the app. Hey, open up your phone. You can go to our website, it's mobile friendly, and if you download and order that book right now, you may use the code of the shop you're doing the partnership with. You can do a special code. So shop A. Use the code shop A and you'll get this discount. Now that can be a campaign right there. So there are all types of things that you can do. 
but you just, again, we were here um, at, you need to determine what you are going to offer. So look at what do I want to offer. And even if you have different things, um, different offers. And what you may want to look at is I have various campaigns that I'm releasing at various times. Why not? So much about storytelling these days. That marketing really is storytelling. So why not tell a story with your campaign? So maybe the first campaign you're doing in September where people are more considering and everything. So maybe not yet you're not doing a, a discount, but maybe in September if you stop by, you can earn points. And you'll get a dis. We'll send you a discount. Sign up for this. Maybe something you can offer for free download. And what you do, in order to gather names and items, even if you do not have a direct product. And I really hope I am not too far away. Even if you do not have a direct product for your. For the holiday season, say, I don't really sell anything that will be a gift around the holiday season. I don't have a service for the holiday season. But your customers and your clients do celebrate the holiday season. Then what you can offer, you can offer various different things that will generate leads for you. Why not recipes? You have Thanksgiving. You have, you know, Christmas, then you go into New Year's. People are having parties and family gatherings all of these times. We have Kwanzaa, and you have um, that has um, a component, a family, get, a family and community get-together. So why not offer home recipes? Why not do an anthology of recipes? What is your favorite um, holiday home for the holiday recipe. So these are home for the holidays recipe books. And you can do an anthology and have people submit their recipes. You can print it, do it as digital, and people can receive it as a free download when they visit. So, you know, again, this is a way to engage people. Even without, and you don't have to sell a product or gift for the holiday season to leverage this time to generate needs and sales for yourself. So that's just the key to that. But those are, we've given out a few ideas, so I want you to write them down. You know, put your thinking cap on, your brainstorm, and what works and speaks your brain what would be a great experience may of course needs to be interactive needs to be you and it doesn't have to be complicated another way where I was saying about engaging communities in Canada there are a lot of stores like a biker shop they people can come in and see different um, memorabilia experience it, you know touch it feel it but also they connect with the community on, a, I guess, say, a biker's run or something like that. 
Um, there could be a walk or sign or a way that you connect with the community on something going on in the community where people come to your shop to get they can get more information. Your location could be the place that they gather at. You know, it all depends on your type of business and what, you know, makes sense for you. But where you can engage the community, especially if that community is your target audience, just think of a biker shop. Why not engage bikers? You know, so you're the meeting place. You're the place to come to to get your information for this biker's run. Yes. You have your target audience coming. They may be coming for another reason, and your target audience is coming by, and while they're there, you know if enough people see, and you have this great experience going on, a touch and feeling, somebody, people are going to buy. So this is what I want you just to consider, experience. What's the experience that you're providing? How can you provide an experience, even if you're online? With your website, what becomes an experience? Now, you have different type of people, so I wouldn't necessarily say you may want to start. When people get there, they hear music because people have different preferences. But why not, when they get there, have pop-up selection? What's your favorite holiday songs? We have these selections of holiday music. Put your, you know, your earplugs on and listen to some great music as you shop. And then these people can look and choose, and that can be part of their experience. The virtual people that come in and greet you. Again, the look and the feel. What goes on as they shop? And, you know, we're going to talk about the website more um, in the last episode next week. So I don't want to get too much on what, you know, all the various things the website can do. But, again, even if you're online, you still want to create an experience. So you really have to brainstorm, how can I create a great experience? And video definitely is one way. Engaging people. Um, You know, talk about a subject matter and have them upload their favorite, their picture with. You know, not even necessarily just what they buy you, but find a topic, you know, what they purchase from you, but find a topic that's relevant, again, to your business and, and to your clientele. And just talk about that topic and have people upload their images or information or share on that topic, on that ongoing conversation. So there are just various ways and different things that you can do. You really need to get creative, but you do want to create an experience. Now, after we've decided what we're going to offer, we need a clear call to action. What do you want them to do? Don't be muddled. Be very specific. Download here. Submit here. Subscribe here. Visit here. Have a clear call to action by now. Whatever your call to action is, make sure you have a call to action and it is clear. Then you need to, and this is where all your strategy comes in, is identify your channels. What are channels? What avenues are you using 
to get your um, message out, to communicate to your target audience. Those are channels. Say if you wanted to do, um, well, I'm going to, mine's is beauty, so I want to hit the salons. So then salons could be your channel. But are you going to do it online, um, in store? You're going to use direct mail where you're doing actual mailing out. Um, this is straight email marketing campaign. What are going to be your channels? Advertising. You need to advertise. So advertising is definitely, but what channel are you going to use to advertise? Is this great for Facebook? Is it better for YouTube? Are we visually bound? Are we going to use a video in our marketing? So if that, then YouTube may be definitely be the place in which to do some advertising. And then if it's, you know, high-quality um, filmmaker-oriented, then maybe you want to also do some advertising on VMO, where your target audience is, or where the people appreciate that quality of filming. And so there, um, there are various different channels. So when we talk about advertising, again, you want to make sure your advertising is strategic. And this is something especially to start doing in September. Native advertising. And I apologize if my voice is falling off. Okay, native advertising. Native advertising is a form of paid media where the ad experience follows the natural form and function of the user experience in which it is placed. So I'm going to repeat that for you. Bring my phone a little bit closer. Native advertising is a form of paid media where the ad experience follows the natural form and function of the user experience in which it is placed. So say if you want to do native advertising on a blog, it could be on your blog or another blog. One great example that was given um, is R-E-U-T-E-R-S, Reuters. People, you see their news everywhere. You see them on the blog, they always have news. Well, there was one advertiser, Langston or whatever, this was an advertiser that advertised with Reuters in the paper, but instead of doing buy this, get this, Native advertising, it took the form of the blog. And, again, this is a collaboration they did with the advertiser. They were talking about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and their financial products that are where the target audience are looking for small business. So they, um, Rudders, from their audience, Rudders got four entrepreneurs from their audience, and they took what normally would have been, like, a two-minute ad and broke it up into four 30-second video ads. And each one covered a different entrepreneurs, and these entrepreneurs were from Reuters' audience. So now Reuters is engaging their audience in getting them exposure while also introducing them to their advertiser's brand. And an advertiser doesn't have to go out and get anyone, but this, of course, ingratiates them even more to 
the audience because to them they're helping and supporting entrepreneurs. And this is what entrepreneurs are looking for. Now, and so this is just a discussion. There's no advertising. They're just discussing, spotlighting these entrepreneurs in these four series. Now, you don't just do a native ad by itself. It has to be in the midst of other advertising. So then native ad is done since it's on a blog. There may be another place, say on the side, they actually have an ad. Or they're out there in the Internet, in the World Wide Web universe, you want to make sure that you have ads going on. So they're going to have a feel for you and understand what you're committed to through the native advertising. But then they should be easily be able to or come up and run up on an ad because you have strategically placed them in various places. So I just wanted to share that. Again, it goes into experience, but and it's a good opportunity for collaboration, um, especially not, well, not just for those who focus on, who have products and services for the holiday season, but it's even a more great opportunity for you who do not have a direct product. It's a great collaboration opportunity. So native can also be in print. So what if it's not a video? It could be four images, four quotes, four short stories. There, It could be various different things. You can do it with your own blog, but definitely you can engage another blog, which is bringing you new audience and new members. Um, a new traffic to your website. So that is definitely one form of advertising. All forms of advertising are relevant. Again, it all depends on who's your audience. What form of advertising are they most responsive to? Know that. If you don't know, start doing surveys. Start surveying your audience. You have to know who they are, what they like, where they hang out, and you have to ask. So what form of advertising you use is, you know, what makes sense for the campaign and what is my audience most receptive to? Do they click on online ads or are they just, you know, shutting them down and ignoring them, which, you know, happens a lot on pop-ups? So how are people responding and what ads are they responding to? And then use that information to structure your campaign. Um, after we identify our channels, which it's any way we're choosing to get the method out, we have you have your website as a channel. Again, email marketing is a channel. Text marketing is a channel. You may use multiple channels in order to get your message out. You just have to determine... What are my best channels for this campaign? And then use those channels. Then we, you have to create your optimized landing page. You should not be sending people straight to your website. Why not? That's what I want them to do. Problem with your website, all your information is there. 
Now you're making them have to feel like, okay, I got to navigate. Where do I go? What's the, it's just, and it's everything. And you're going to find out, you, all, you may, even if you have a lot of traffic, people are leaving after a few seconds because they just don't feel like engaging or they don't know where to go. So you want to use a landing page. Your landing page is going to be single focus. It's going to be the focus of whatever the campaign is. The landing page is about that campaign and it's there to gather data and engage. So you have to have a landing page for each campaign. Each offer needs its own landing page. Because so, if I got thrilled enough because you are having this exclusive discount, when I click on that link, I want to be able to see it. I don't want to have to, like, well, where the heck is it? Is it under this, under that? No. I came there for whatever you offered, and that's all I want to see. So <clears throat> make sure that you <clears throat> use landing pages. Now, um also, if you need help with landing pages, how to create a landing page, and the website, I'll also talk about landing pages. But there are definitely some great options. Right now, I'm going to give you one. Well, if you're on Wix, Wix is good because Wix have, has landing pages. Um, if you want to look for a free option, strikingly, if when you download your workbook, you'll see the link. Strikingly is a great free website, you can do a simple website that acts as a landing page. And again, it's just single focus. You can put links, you know, to main website, people can link there and look at other things, but that those links should not interfere with the message of the site. But it just can be a menu. You don't even want a heavy menu. You can just say visit our website for more information or visit the website for whatever. And people can click, go there, and they can see, and it should open up in a new window. But your landing page is single focus. Then you want to, what is going to be my strategy for nurturing leads? Well, one, you know, your landing page is a strategy that's lead capture. But how, okay, I'm capturing them, but how am I going to nurture that lead? This is so important, especially during this holiday season. You get the lead in September. How do you hold on to them? How are you going to nurture that lead? So do I, you know, use autoresponders and then make sure that I'm doing um, an email every so often? You can do a weekly text. Um, there are just so many different things you can do, but you need to figure out how you nurture that lead. Once that lead comes in, how do I nurture it? How do I keep the how do I keep them in a loop? How do I communicate with them? These are the things you want to um consider. And so that when they are ready to buy, you're forefront in their mind. And remember you don't just ask for sales. You know, give stuff away, share information, talk, but don't just ask for sales. If every time you engage your clients and your customers is only when you want to sell and you're not engaging them in any way outside of that, 
then you're going to need to do some revamping because you're going to have a lot of competition and people are not going to connect with you because they don't feel like they're connecting with you. All you ever doing, all you ever do is X for sale. So now we're down to number eight, a plan of attack. Your campaign needs to have a start date and an end date. Use the calendar to plan the plot and plot out your important dates and actions. So we already just talked about everything you need to consider. So make sure you write that plan down. You do your dates. When does it start? When does it end? And what's going to happen in between? And we have a calendar just for that. So make sure that you do that. And last but not least, you're going to track and measure your results. Okay, I put this campaign out because we had to start an end date. So at the end of it, what happened? So say if you advertise in a newspaper, bring 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 this ad with you and you'll receive so much off at the box office, say your, your theater or something. So what you do, you get to count how many coupons were turned in. How many coupons did I get over this period of time? How many came back? And that will help, you know, gauge. Um, you can read a lot from that, you know. Who's, you know, are they really happy with it? Um, if they're giving any feedback. There's just, you want to track and measure, and you've done everything else ahead of time that allow you to track and measure your results. So um, that's basically it to build a campaign. You want to pick your audience, set your goals, determine your offer. What is it going to be? Discounts, downloads, an upcoming event, a new service, free consultation, hints and tips. Are you going to have volunteer opportunities? What is going to be your offer? Determine your offer. Then you want to have a clear call to action. You want to identify your channels. And advertising, you want to do an advertising mix. Again, we would, like I was stating to you about telling your story through various ways you engage. So one way may be a straight ad and promotion by this. But then you may have a video that is telling or sharing and something about your audience. And then over here you may have maybe doing a blog on a blog. And that blog is following a progression of of things going on. So that is just um, what you want to do. Definitely get creative with your advertising. And the other thing I brought up earlier was that it's experience. When you're determining your offer and your um, plan of attack, always think about the experience. What is the experience your customer is going to have? What experience do you want them to have? And how do you want to share your brand experience? How can you share your brand experience and make sure that it's interactive and people are open for it? And then the other thing, too, you want to make sure you give them access how to buy it, not just talking about it, how do I buy this? 
And so after we do our strategic advertising, you want to create optimized landing pages. You want to have each offer has its own landing page. You attract those people. You know, that's what you want to do. And then you want to define your lead nurturing. How do I nurture this lead? This is just a lead now. I want to turn a lead into a sale. How do I nurture the lead and ensure that I have sales, that I am closing at least a good percentage of these leads? So you want to make sure you have your nurture strategy around. And then you're going to do a plan of attack. When do we start? When does the end? Write everything down, special, significant moments or whatever on the drawing board. And so after we do the plan of attack, you're going to track and measure your results. And based on your results, you want to adjust your new campaigns accordingly. So I want to thank you so much for listening in. Our next episode will be next week on July 25th when we're doing the Art and Entertainment edition of Christmas in July. We're talking about strategies specifically for those in the art and entertainment industry. And then on the 26th, we close out with the website. So I want to thank you so much. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams again. If you have any questions, you can contact me at 1-877-552-7012. Download the workbook, smarturl.it forward slash get your free workbook. Get your free workbook. So make sure that you get your workbook, you take your notes, you type directly in there. Any questions you have, you contact me, and we will make sure that we are all doing better for this holiday season. Have a good day, have a good week, and I'll speak with you soon. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.